Megan, I got two hours of sleep in the past two days. Fuck a cold open. Let's talk about the Mario Brothers. <laughs> Let's do it like Mario's. <laughs> Couldn't even get through that. It's fun fiction. Oh, no. So welcome to Fun Fiction, the show where two idiots ruin that thing you like, and it's me, Scotty Moore. And uh, I'm, I'm Mario Mario, Luigi Mario, and Megan Mario. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I don't... I Here's the thing. I, we're gonna talk about Super Mario Brothers, the movie. We sure as and shit I, are. <laughs> well, I, it is the plot of this episode. <laughs> But I, I just need to start off the bat by saying, yes, I did not love this film. In fact, objectively, I think it may be one of the worst films I've ever seen. That it, but, God, that's... You haven't seen a lot of movies, have you? <laughs> but, no, here's the thing. I do think this film is a cinematic achievement. Because this may be the worst adaptation of anything I have ever seen in my entire life. Because all of it's wrong. Like, there is so much wrong in it. I was fully prepared for Yoshi to be a dog in a wheelchair. Like, I was fully prepared for everything to go wrong. So Super Mario Brothers the movie is a film that came out in 1991, was it? 93. Oh, oh no, this film is younger than me. I don't like that. And it follows the plot of two... Two plumbs, two, two brothers. Plum- two brothers plumbing in Brooklyn, as you do. Yep, and one of them falls in love with a student at NYU <laughs> named Princess Daisy. Actually, no, it would have been buck wild if she walked up and was like, my name's Princess Daisy, it's nice to meet you. The nuns named me that when I hatched out of an egg. <laughs> one of these things is in the movie for real. Egg baby. <laughs> the film begins by being like, some, just so you know, there's an alternate timeline where dinosaurs still exist. Follow me now. Woman comes out of egg is queen. <laughs> so, and also, I made sure you watched because the listeners uh, might not be aware. Or here, actually, let me go back a bit. Everyone in Discord thinks you're wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Discord rapidly, like, came after me when I said I hate Super Mario Brothers the movie. That's why I said. We're we're in a blood feud now, because this is one of my favorite (laughs) pieces of shit ever. I love it so much. Um, I made sure you watched not the original version, but uh, a new version, which came out, I think, this year, called the Morton Jankel Cut, which was painstakingly put together by... The dude who prior to this had painstakingly restored The Thief and the Cobbler, which is an actual animated masterpiece that was just horrendously cut to pieces by the film studio. Um, so that was actually like a... Is that the case with this one, Megan? <laughs> that this was just horrifically cut, cut to pieces and it was just, just needed to be cut correctly? <laughs> Well, I mean, that was part of the problem, honestly, but we'll get there. Uh, so, yeah, this one, was, he, he, after that, after doing the fucking Thief and the Cobbler, he's just like, hey, Super Mario Brothers, though. <laughs> I'm gonna fix it, it. 
it's jarring to watch as if you're me at midnight high as shit to go from like actual film quality <laughs> to what appears to be two children <laughs> with a camcorder <laughs> to some that was just like a storyboard <laughs> it's like he did his it's, best oh it's it's he tried so hard, but in the end, it didn't really matter. Actually, it did. I enjoyed the uh, the rap battle. Yes, the, the rap battle, which was so tragically cut that the Iggy, Iggy and um, Spike, Iggy, yeah, Iggy and Spike. Yeah, Spike, they are the saving grace of this film. They're so Iggy good. and Spike rule. Iggy and Spike are the best. They they're very gender. Yeah. Oh, uh, but speaking of rap battles, there was another bad film we were all watched recently. So, Super Mario Bros. versus Space Jam Two, which had the worst, <laughs> had the worst rap, rap battle scene. Space Jam Two, because the, the yeah. rap in Super Mario was at least of its time, and it sounds like a weird like I don't know if you're gonna want. It's on YouTube. I was gonna say maybe we could play part of it. After. No, <laughs> it sounds like a fucking proto Lin Manuel Miranda rap because they're fucking nasally as hell. <laughs> In the high of a Mario game, there is quiet. <laughs> you realize what our society has become? You ever get the feeling you're an automatic pilot? You're going through the motions like waves in the ocean? That life is a series of brainless notions, and you want to feel something more than empty emotions. Well, we met two plumbers. Who had an idea. They showed us the light. And the new frontier. Mario. And Luigi. They know what's right. We gotta take a stand and put up a fight. Well, stop. And think, think this through. through. It's time to get rid of you, you know, know who. A radical development is taking place. Iggy. And Spike will, will set, set the pace. Koopa. The, the party Koopa. The it's a crying shame. We're playing his game. Yeah, so Bob Bob Hoskins, Br- British. Not the, although really, he's he's. Wait, Bob Hoskins is British? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Don't you remember? Uh, didn't you ever see Hook? I did, but also like Bob Hoskins is one of those people that I'm like, I know you, but also I forget you exist whenever I'm not seeing you. Well, he did. He is dead. So. Oh no! <laughs> I looked away for too long. <laughs> you did, yeah. He, they, it's like either he's being like a, a, a terrifying like Cockney gangster, or they're like, you're just you're do New York, do New yeah. York, and he did he do New York so well that people forget that he is quite British. It's like they were like, oh, okay, he's an Italian plumber, like from New York, right? And then they just stopped. They were like, we need no more information from you about what Mario's like. He is an old, dirty man. <laughs> with, a, with a himbo younger brother. Yeah. Um, God, it's just, it's so iconic. It has such wonderful, I mean, Dennis Hopper is King Koopa, which is buck, the fucking buck wild. And there's a part where he's lying in a mud bath and he says, you know what I love about mud? It's clean and it's dirty at the same time. <laughs> it's just one of those lines that this film has where you just go, yeah, sure, fuck it at this point. Yeah, sure. Or when the, the, the Goombas, which are giant reptile men because reasons. With Tiny heads, <laughs> the tiniest of heads. He, he tries to when Princess Daisy's kidnapped, and he he brings her like raw meat. And her response is, "I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat anything that has a face." 
<laughs> the the also the They're, guy playing Toad, who is just a, okay, du- a dude with a funny haircut. That's um that's a, a psychobilly uh musician uh, what? named Mojo Nixon. That's awesome. And he said he was fucking terrified of Dennis Hopper the whole time. Like Dennis Hopper, <laughs> the human man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Toad got done probably the dirtiest of anybody in this film. Because at least the Goombas look like something. But Toad's just a fucking dude. It's not like he shows up like, Hello! What's up, Mario? He's a guitarist, which, fuck. If he had been like, they Mario and Luigi have to go to a, like, a cafe for some reason and they walk in and it's just Toad playing the guitar. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Wonderwall! Yeah, what is this? Ain't got no water anywhere. <laughs> Something's like poison, so's the air. Got no resources in a great big stupor. All because of the evil King Cooper. I know this movie practically by heart. Yeah, he's like a, I assume, a, a, like an activist almost. <laughs> he's pro, it's protest music. Yeah, yeah. That, I, that, I, I liked that. But also then they were like, oh, yeah, that's Toad. And I said, no, 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 that's not Toad. That's not. I thought um, coming into it that it was going to have like a, the new Sonic movie vibe where it's like, this isn't what you're used to but this sets up what you're used to so like the whole concept of devolving people which is fucking insane <laughs> of you just put them in the fucking giant hair dryer and then you turn the dial to lizard man <laughs> yes but i really thought it would be interesting if they turned back t- if i could turn back time on a human a human man, not a lizard human man, because there's a fucking difference. And that uh, that human man then went on to become Donkey Kong. I thought that was going to be real fun. Nope, it was just to turn Scapelli, the evil plumber slash industrialist, I don't know. Slash mob boss, yeah, perhaps? Yeah, maybe, maybe a mob boss. Um, And it, Koopa turns him into a monkey, and he does the internet meme. <laughs> monkey! <laughs> monkey! <laughs> And everyone who was screaming because they appeared through a rift in the universe is like, he is a monkey. (laughs) My concept of reality has been completely shattered, but that's a monkey. Great. (laughs) Bob-bombs are there. Yeah, bob-bombs are there. Bob-bombs are there to a point that it's almost like a jump scare. It's kind of like when in The Dark Knight he pulls out Batarangs and it's like, oh fuck, yeah, this is a comic book movie. That's how it felt. Because up until that point, it's just been two bros (laughs) hanging out. (laughs) Two brothers doing the best they can. One's real dumb and one's Bob Hoskins. (laughs) Oh, John Leguizamo, you tried so hard to keep this film together. This uh, John thought this was his launching platform. No, absolutely. He, no, he didn't actually. Are really? You, are, you ready, are you ready for? I do. I feel like we ought to talk about it some more before I, I launch into. I know Hoskins didn't like the movie. Well, he didn't even know what it was about until it started, <laughs> and his kid was like, "Oh, this is this is Mario you're doing," and he was like, "Oi, what Mario?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And even then, like, if the kid had read the script, he'd be like, I don't know if you're doing Mario, but they're using the same character names, which is a bizarre choice. Uh, Dennis Hopper's kid, apparently, I mean, this is apocryphal, but that his kid was like, why did you do this, Dad? And <laughs> he had replied with something like, you know, oh, this will buys you new shoes, you know, and he said, and apparently his kid said, I don't need shoes that bad. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, plot of the film, they get kidnapped, taken to Lizard World, where they are looking for a MacGuffin that, if you put it on a rock, makes the two universes join together. And somehow King Koopa thinks, and then I'll rule both of them. Like, bud, that's not how that works. Like, there's going to be a governmental choice between the two big leaders. (laughs) But they don't got a freaky tongue like he does. Oh, the what that tongue. what that tongue do, King Koopa? <laughs> oh God! Well, speaking of what that tongue do, can we discuss Tiny Velociraptor Yoshi, who fucking sucks? I love him. He sounds like a house cat. He looks like a tiny Velociraptor, and he tries to eat a lady. <laughs> Honestly, this—if you had told me this film didn't exist and was just like a rumor passed around of like. Oh, yeah, they made a Super Mario film back in the early 90s where all the Goombas were giant but had little bitty heads. <laughs> and Bob Hoskins plays Mario and Peach ain't in it, but they got a girl named Daisy. And I don't know what her whole deal is, but I think she's a dragon. Like, yeah, no, this sounds made up. <laughs> At one point, Mario and Luigi wear leisure suits and go to a club. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. Isn't there an F-bomb in this film? Or is there a diff? No. What am I think? I know there was there was a big swear. I remember taking me off guard in the film, but I can't remember what it was. I mean, there might be a dam or a, a hell or something. I'm upset that they never made Koopa look like Bowser in any way. Like they had the setup perfectly of he's devolving. He devolves into giant turtle scary man. Nah, he's just a big old T-Rex what got caught in a tube. <laughs> That Honestly, that was my favorite part of the film, though, was the ending, because you got to kind of see the tribute to the games the one time they decided to pay tribute to the games of having him in, like, this bowl thing that was kind of reminiscent to the Bowser clown copters. And so that I was like, okay, that's cool and clever. You guys, you guys did it. Rest of this film can go to hell, but this is pretty clever. The... The set design is, like, so cool and so interesting, though. It's like this weird cyberpunk dystopia shit. One of the guys who worked on Blade Runner worked on it. Um, One of... I think it was where Daisy gets kidnapped. Like, she's running through the halls, and the halls look like the walls in a Mario game. That was cool. Like, it had, like, that jagged black spikies. And I was like, okay, okay, you're trying. (laughs) So... Would you like to hear the uh, some of the fraught history behind this movie? Yes, absolutely. So first off, neither Bob Hoskins or, or John Leguizamo thought that this was going to be the thing. In fact, they knew, like, this is shit <laughs> as they were doing it. And so they uh, they were drunk for so much of oh, it. Oh, I did read about this, that they would just get fucking plastered before scenes. Yep, they would get super drunk to just deal with it. Uh, Bob Hoskins broke his hand, and I think he also got lit on fire a little bit. <laughs> Why? When? <laughs> 
uh the script was like rewritten like three times uh so yeah. it, was a, it was a husband and wife directing team and everyone hated them dennis hopper hated them the most yeah. Also, I did uh, go to the parental guide for this. There is apparently a shit in the film. They have put there's a shit in the. F- the they say the, the word shit? shit. I got to think about it now because I'm not this sure makes, where it is. This makes it sound like someone takes a shit in <laughs> Super Mario Brothers the movie, and then also under sex and nudity, it says a baby is hatched out of a giant egg, <laughs> nude but no genitals. Well, that's why, because they had to cut the actual strippers, which you saw. Yep. Yeah. They hired, those were real, just regular ass strippers that they hired, and then... Oh, shit! I forgot about this part, too! (laughs) Uh, Under violence and gore, a small dinosaur, it's fucking Yoshi, supposed to be the equivalent of a dog, gnaws on a woman's foot, and she promptly stabs him. Yep. You kids love Yoshi? Go fuck yourself! Yoshi's got a fucking wound now. (laughs) Yeah, that was Koopa's evil secretary. Wait, really? Yeah, that lady. is that brought up in the film? Because I did not pay attention to that part. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you do when you're stoned and watching it at midnight. So, in addition to breaking his finger, Bob Hoskins recalls he was stabbed four times, electrocuted, and nearly drowned. <laughs> this is the best background to a film ever. <laughs> so, uh, the original finale in the script had Mario scaling the Brooklyn Bridge to drop up a bomb down King Koopa's throat after he changed into a dinosaur. But then they're like, we don't have the money for this. We don't have the money for the right ending to this film. So, you get two seconds of T-Rex and you will like it. So there was an original shooting script. Um and it it quote focused on Mario and Luigi's complicated but loving family dynamic. <laughs> and just a few weeks before shooting was supposed to begin, the studio was like, no, like, this is, you made a dark, weird thing. We are going to try to make it family friendly. And they're like, but we already have all these fucked up sets and stuff. And they're like, no, you're going to make a tonal nightmare of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to like it. So and, it's like The um, Mask. The Mask started out real gritty. And then they're like, Jim Carrey's too funny to be in this gritty movie. Make it funny. And so, yeah, Dennis Hopper said that he, like, hated uh, both of them, and he called them fucking idiots, and then, but the, the, the two directors, and they were, the two directors, meanwhile, were like, we don't like this script with all the rewrites, but we have to defend it when the rest of the cast is saying this fucking sucks. Yeah. And they said working with Dennis Hopper was, quote, really, really hard. Really hard. I don't think he had a clue what was going on. <laughs> Dennis Hopper threatened me with a gun several times on set. But then again, John Leguizamo says in his autobiography that one of the directors, Rocky Morton, poured hot coffee on an extra's head because he didn't like their costume. Holy Christ in heaven. (laughs) Um, Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, in response to the film... (laughs) tries his best because Shigeru's just such a pure soul so he goes in the end it was a very fun project that they certainly seem to have put a lot of effort into which is the verbal equivalent of saying we're gonna put it on the fridge honey (laughs) the one thing I still have regrets about is that the movie may have tried to get a little too close to what the Mario Brothers video games were 
Where? <laughs> Where, Shigeru? Where in this film? So, because John Leguizamo was drunk on set, he did get hit by a car and break his leg, and the <laughs> cast is visible at certain parts of the movie. I now love it. <laughs> I now, the film itself, garbage, but the fact that it exists, I'm happy. The guy who wrote the first draft of the screenplay that everyone was like, mm, no, actually, we don't want to do this, was the man who wrote the screenplay to Rain Man. Wow. <laughs> yeah, don't trust him. Don't trust him with your film script. Uh, the script kept changing so many times that a lot of people were just ad-libbing. They're just, they were just saying shit. Oh, here, this is a good one, because I know this scene upset you very much, even though I love this scene, when uh, Mario escapes down the frozen pipe on the oh, mattress with the, fuck, with the other that's... women that have been kidnapped, because Spike and Iggy oh. are big dumb, and they're told to, like, find a princess in Brooklyn, and they're like, okay, so just kidnap any human woman, and they do it, like, <laughs> eight times. <laughs> that fucking scene, I don't know how long, I, I initially was like, oh, cool, it's like a warp pipe. They're still in it, huh? It's been five minutes. Certainly they should have come out the end at this point. Hang on, girls. It's got to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> so in this scene, when they escape via ice tunnel on a bed mattress, uh, the heads that the actors playing the Goombas wore were so heavy that they kept falling off. <laughs> Well, on the mattress, uh, Mario and the girls from Brooklyn, someone was like, mm, they're going too slow. This isn't frenetic enough. So they loosened one of the wires that was pulling them. Oh, and when no. they came back, nobody checked the rig. They shot the scene and they flew out of the fucking tunnel. <laughs> just <laughs> And um, with the exception of Bob Hoskins' stunt double, uh... All the rest were just the regular actresses. And it says one of the girls nearly fell off the mattress and it would have been a 25-foot drop to solid concrete. Oh my god. And But it did flip over when they landed. And they all got fucking hurt. <laughs> this film is a disaster piece. It's, it's beautiful. Do you think, given its history, maybe this was originally intended to be a secret sequel to Rain Man? It might it might have been. <laughs> Luigi. So many people turned down the offer to play King Koopa, including Michael Keaton, Kevin Costner, Arnold Schwarzenegger. They were like, mm, no. <laughs> oh, somebody was talking about it. They said, basically, we did what Shrek did, which just already sounds like that. Don't that's not a defense. That's not a defense of what you've done to be like, well, Shrek did it. Yeah, Shrek's a garbage film, too. <laughs> it's funny, like, obviously what happens in in the production is awesome. But reading about what this film could have been is so depressing. They were like, we offered it to Harold Ramis to direct, which, holy shit, would have been amazing. It's true. All right. So the cast and crew disliked uh, Morton and Jankel uh, so much for their being, like, controlling and the regular rewrites of the script, which wasn't their fault, but oh well. Yeah. Uh, and all the changes that were made without telling, like, members of the production. Apparently the film crew would regularly refer to them by insulting nicknames and even had t-shirts made that displayed rude comments by the directors. At one point, Dennis Hopper was so fed up with the... Uh, with everything that he spent almost three hours yelling at them holding up filming of a scene in koopa's bedroom <laughs> uh 
I feel this on a spiritual level because I have been in numerous like student written plays that were garbage. And by the end of it, I was just like, I'm just going to do me and talk shit to the audience the whole time. You guys do the play over there. (laughs) But so, yeah, they wanted like a darker, more adult film originally. And the studio was like, no, (laughs) it's Mario Brothers. Yeah, but we want to do it dark. It's Mario Brothers. <laughs> You're not ad- adapting Batman. It's Mario Brothers. So that the the prologue, the animated prologue, uh, was made during the post production process because screenings of the film left audiences confused. Can't, can't imagine why. So they're like, "Look, we're just gonna spell it out here with this this fucking animated sequence. It's it's good. It's fine." Um, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. So the reason that Morton and Jangle were picked to do this was uh, people were like, "Oh, you did a real good job on Max Headroom," and I feel like that explains so much of this movie's aesthetic. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> holy shit. It's just like, huh, should we get legendary director Harold Ramis? Uh, no, we couldn't get him. Who's next on our list? The people who made Max Hedrum? Could we get them, perhaps? <laughs> so the shooting script was referred to as a rainbow script because of the countless number of colored revision pages. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, they were basing apparently off Ghostbusters. They said, it's and we call it new brutalism. Yes. We are aiming towards funny, but kind of weird and dark. Yeah, you did that. Honestly, like, now that I think about it, for the time, I think a lot of my grumbles wouldn't have been there in 93 because I don't think Mario had a canonical voice at this point. So, like, me yeah, expecting, woohoo, and instead getting, come on, girls, it's going to be a bumpy <laughs> raid. Like, I, that, that dissonance Luigi. wouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah. The, that, the, hey, Louise, like, there, there wasn't, Yeah, there wasn't, like, a, a, a context for that. Yeah, Luigi didn't have a, oh, oh Mario. Um, Mario. It was just... <laughs> I'm, I'm John Leguizamo now. We're in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Should, is there anything else or can we get into fan fiction? <sighs> uh, no, I mean, that's about the gist of it. I love this movie. It's trash, but it's my trash. And I grew up with it. And it's perfect yeah. in every way. It's it's your secret of the ooze. We all have one <laughs> dookie garbage film from our childhood that we're like, no, you can't. I understand it's bad, but you can't tell me it's bad. <laughs> Only I can say it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> and the fucking soundtrack that Al- that's Alan Silvestri. Yeah, yeah. That, that and it's such a fun fucking soundtrack. It's got George Clinton covering "Walk the Dinosaur." Oh yeah, that which- part's dope. Oh, that was probably my favorite moment in the whole film because I love walk. I love walk the dinosaur. Get on the floor, everybody! Everybody Walk the dinosaur. dinosaur. That's also when uh, the large black woman who is the bouncer there, uh, Mario tries to hit on her and she smacks him. He's like, "Could you hit me again?" That was the way that your 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 fist met my face. It was amazing. And she's like, "Dance with me, little man." Didn't you say she's supposed to be 
based off of like the bloopers no no not the bloopers she's big bertha the fish what wants to kiss mario oh shit that's even worse (laughs) they call her bertha (laughs) (laughs) this woman is fish now (laughs) no this fish is woman now thank you very much dinosaur is woman is egg (laughs) everybody walk the dinosaur (laughs) it it fucked me up the first time i listened to that whole song and realized the final chorus is saying everybody kill the dinosaurs and i'm like it's been four minutes how'd your position change that quickly on dinosaurs Uh, I love in the extended version, you can see all the cuts of the strippers that they just had to be like, get rid of it, get rid of it, what are they doing here? This movie's for children. This is a Mario film, (laughs) Christ in heaven. Why does Bowser have a submachine gun? I just thought he would like it. I didn't think it was fun. He was apparently modeled after Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can see that big time. I can really see that. But, okay, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go first. I'll be the come down because I know I know what you did. (laughs) Okay, this is unprecedented. And I'm going to (laughs) say it up front because I don't want people to get to the end and then be disappointed. I'm not going to read this full fanfic and we're going to (laughs) slowly leak this out to the audience because somehow today with 36 hours of no sleep, I wrote over 5,000 words and I barely hit the halfway point of this. So we're going to just be slowly eking this one out because what I wanted to do with my fan fiction is I, I, I told you the thing that makes me so proud of this film is how how amazingly they got just about everything wrong. Like, just how quickly they fucked everything up. And I took that as a challenge, and I said, how could I fuck up Mario even worse <laughs> and get everything wrong about making a film about Mario? So let's get into it. We pan over what appears to be a lost village off the coast of Madagascar. The people there may not have much, but they enjoy what they have. Children rush down the street smiling while playing stick and hoop, when suddenly a hush falls over the village as the very ground itself begins to shake. The trees begin to shake violent- oh, begins to quake. The trees begin to shake violently as a gust of wind flies through their town. Mothers get their children indoors while fathers prepare for the worst. What they discover at the head of their village, however, was no conquering force, no militia, no armada. It was simply a helicopter that landed at the foot of their humble village. Its propellers slowed to a stop as the children now begin to rush out of their homes, recognizing that large American flag on the side of the chopper, a symbol that throughout all of its history meant freedom, the pursuit of happiness, inclusivity, (laughs) at least in this fictional world I've created. The door to the chopper flies open and out steps. That's right, Sergeant General D. Kong of the U.S. Marines. 
He gives the children a warm smile, inviting them over and handing them candy bars before consulting with one of the villagers, who gives Kong a knowing smile and points him in the direction of a nearby shack, which from the sounds of it was filled to the brim with an excited crowd of people. Kong hurriedly makes his way to the front of that crowd, where he discovers a large cage, and within it, two men. On once- ah, fuck, I just remembered what this scene is. On one side sat a man with a nervous look on his face, sporting a large green cap that covered his head, pointed ears sticking out from underneath that fabric. He nervously approaches a small podium in the center of the cage. He stares oh, down God. nervously as the referee grabs his hands and places them in a pool of molten hot wax, scalding the man's <laughs> skin before removing his hands and dipping them fist first into shards of broken glass. <laughs> What are you doing? Uh, he, he, he stares down nervously at what his hands had become, weapons for death and destruction. Suddenly, a shadowy figure emerges from the other corner of the cage. Kong gives him a smile of recognition as he approaches the podium. The referee dips the tall, imposing man's hands into the wax, but before he can move them over to the glass, the man stops him. He smirks at the small green hero before pulling out a bag, which he proceeds to upend into the shards of glass. Within that bag were the shattered pieces of a sword. The very weapon that the young hero sensei used in so many battles. <laughs> oh no. The, mus the mustachioed individual dips his hands into the broken pieces of his opponent's master's sword, smiling as the pointed-eared man stares in horror at the damaged weapon, remembering when it shattered against the large man's hammer in an epic battle for the ages. This battle, however, was short. The little green thing wanted desperately to avenge his sensei against the elite boxer, but unfortunately, this is not a tale where everyone can win. The young man realizes that all too well as broken bits of his master's sword come crashing into his jaw. His face begins to swell, his eyesight fades, and he desperately tries to fight back, tried to punch out the rest of this fight, but unfortunately he fell. And as he did, he felt a hand grab his. He looks up to see the red-suited man, that makes it sound like it's Santa Claus, smiling down, <laughs> smiling down at him, lifting him back to his feet. Before he can celebrate his victory, however, the red man looks down at his sword-encased fists and rips off a small symbol featuring three identical triangles and hands it to the bloodied competitor, both a token of his former sensei and an apology for what our hero was forced to do. So we're a page in and Mario has punched Tingle in the face with a fistful of glass and sword. The aged boxer brushes off the medical team, attempting to help dig the glass out of his fists, instead opting to head to the bar and begin his nightly ritual of drinking towards his future and against his past. He quietly digs out the glass on his own, grunting with each small incision that they made into his skin. The bartender gives him a sly smile before handing him his first drink of the night. You see, he called it the one-up because it always gave him the energy to keep going after a long battle. Fuck you. <laughs> Make that a double, a voice calls from across the room, forcing our hero's head to snap to attention. He looks up to discover a man that he considered a ghost of his past, a man he never thought he'd see again. He slowly approaches our hero with caution, until a warm smile grows across his face. Kong, you son of a bitch! 
<laughs> our hero this then. This is what we're doing. Our hero. Uh, no, fuck, it's Mario. Okay, I'm done playing the vague game of who the fuck is it. It's fucking Mario. It's been Mario from the beginning. Anyways, him and Kong embrace hands, and as their biceps ripple, it's clear to everyone in the room that testosterone had arrived. Good to see you again. I just wish it could be on better circumstances. Kong sighs, looking down at a small notepad does, he had brought with him. Does, is Donkey Kong played by Macho Man Randy Savage? Oh yeah, Macho Man is. <laughs> he had a grimaced look on his face, a look that Mario had seen several times before. Oh, oh no, I've told you, Kong. I'm out of the game. I nearly lost everything on that last mission. My brother, my princess, my life itself. I can't make those kinds of sacrifices anymore. I can't be the one to make any tough choices. A people are popping and poop. If I never saw a fucking grown man who sounded like that, it would be the most terrifying fucking thing. Oh, you motherfucker! I'm never going back. Well, well, first. Well, unfortunately, I gotta tell you that life's already made that choice for you, kid. Kong comments as he pulls out a folder from his bag and hands it to Mario, who opens it to reveal Peach. His Peach. His everything. Unfortunately, the duo were forced apart due to Mario's reckless lifestyle, a choice that sent him careening down a dark hole that spat him out here, dipping his hands in swords and punching fairies in the face. I, uh, I live in my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> She's been kidnapped. By who? <laughs> who do you think? <laughs> this made Mario's stomach drop into his gut. Surely not. They had battled for so many years, and every single time Mario thought he was gone, he inevitably made his return. Their battles were iconic, their rivalry legendary, the stuff that entire mythos is based around. Mario swears up with vengeance in his eyes as he shoves the, or shoves the folder back into Kong's hands before swearing an oath to finally end it. To finally end this life-defining chapter in his history. Mario swore that day he would put an end to it for good. I'm a coming for you, Saddam Hussein. That's right, Mario's greatest <laughs> rival, Saddam Bowser Hussein. <laughs> Who sits? I die. <laughs> he sits in his golden palace, marveling at all the treasures he had collected, the stars he had earned, the world he had conquered. But there was just one thing missing: a queen. Saddam Hussein, A.K.A. Bowser, looked up with eager eyes Jesus as his shoulders and soldiers entered the room, carrying the princess over his shoulders. Saddam claps with joy as they bring the tied-up future queen and place her in a chair directly in front of Bowser's desk. Oh, yes, thank you, my men, for bringing me such a oh, lovely Scotty, treat no. Scotty, on this no. afternoon. Scotty, please. No, no, it's a this. different person altogether. I just am very tired and I've got to get into it. Hold on. Oh, ho, ho. yes, thank you, my men, for bringing me so such racist. a lovely treat on this afternoon. <laughs> it's that 
that's just as racist. No, it's a different person. <laughs> You'll never. Hold on. Now, pr now Princess Peach gets to talk. <laughs> Why does she sound like Donkey Kong? <laughs> no, no, You'll no. never get away with this, brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's a different person playing Princess Peach. A little bit more of appropriate casting. You'll never get away with this, Bowser. Princess Peach cries out. Mario's gonna come and save me. And you're gonna be in big, big trouble. Oh yes, I, uh, I suppose I will. Your jumpsuited little boyfriend is going to come smash through my castle walls, stomp the skulls of my men into the concrete, and then send me falling into a pit of lava. Does that sound correct? The princess merely glares at him in response as he makes a large gesture telling his guards to leave. The princess watches nervously as the guards all slowly make their exit, and the smile on Bowser, a.k.a. Saddam Hussein's face grows wider and wider. I'm sorry, you, you seem nervous. Is that a correct assessment? He asks as he pulls out a large pipe and begins to puff what away on it. She smirks in response. <laughs> nervous? I've been here before and I'll end up here again. This is not a threat, honey. It's a truck stop on my path to the crown. And that is what I am here to talk to you about today. Is this constant. <laughs> oh, no, no. He's straight up Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards. <clears throat> it's a constant back and forth. I, I don't want to keep kidnapping you. And I am sure you do not wish to be kidnapped again. I've never personally been taken off the street by three hooded men with crowbars, but I can't imagine it to be much of a pleasant experience, which I do apologize for. Where are you going with this? I am simply going to suggest a truce, an armistice, a ceasefire, as it were. All you have to do is give me your crown, your title, and your parents' homeland. That doesn't sound like much of a deal for me. In fact, it sounds like the deal you make every single time I end up here. Haha, <laughs> yes, I, I, I see, I see. Princess, this is where you are wrong. You see, while the terms remain the same, I have changed the game. What are you talking about? This is exactly your game. Kidnap the princess, hold her ransom, demand her hand in marriage, blah, blah, blah. Princess Peach asks boldly when suddenly the door opens from behind her and a large imposing figure begins to approach her from behind. I've been imagining John Mulaney in a wig and a dress and it's been wonderful. Ac accurate. Well, you see, dear Princess Peach, while what most of what you're saying is correct, you have made one very large miscalculation. He smiles as a screen appears behind him, showing video of the outside of the castle walls and Mario's imposing figure climbing up the side. You see, Princess, you're not the one being kidnapped. What? Princess Peach screams in horror as she stands, but that imposing figure attempts to grab her. She pulls back with a fist when she discovers the arm at the end of that hand, leading up to none other than Sergeant General D. Kong himself. <gasps> Kong? Y you're, you're working for, for, for him? Let's just say General Kong and I have reached a bit of an agreement. In exchange for bringing Mario to the castle with the most deadly of creatures, I gave him and his family protection. I saved his home. 
I, I'm sorry. Kong whispers quietly as Saddam Hussein, aka Bowser, aka the fucking bad guy from Inglorious Bastards, I guess, puts his y feet up on his desk. You are doing a pretty good Christoph Waltz, I'll give you that. Thank you. That's, I, earlier I told you that I've been researching an accent to do. It was Christoph. I've been doing Christoph for the past three hours. Ah, see, I, I assumed it would have been Mario. No. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 It's a pretty um, decent crystal. <laughs> Mario, I am the architect of all your pain. <laughs> Saddam Hussein, aka Bowser, puts his feet up on his desk with a smile, revealing two brand new alligator skin shoes, each fe featuring gold inlay fit for a king, albeit a very K. Rule king. Boo. <laughs> Sorry. Tears fill up Peach's eyes as she rushed towards the door to save Mario when suddenly she feels herself grabbed by Kong, saving her from a catastrophic fall from Bowser's warship. He smiles as Kong rushes her back in, holding her back as she attempts to attack the great dictator once again. I'm so sorry, princess, but it would appear to me as if your Mario is in another castle. He cackles as we fade away to Mario slowly climbing into that towering castle that he's encountered Bowser in so many times before. It's oh, almost now become. I, now I want Christoph Waltz to play Koopa. <laughs> <laughs> You're harboring Goombas of the state, are you not? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's almost like pure muscle memory for Mario as he leaps and hops through the various challenges, probably sounding like this. Wah! Woohoo! Meow! Uh, that last one was nothing. <laughs> no. Before, com before coming across something he had never seen before, a large green pipe sticking out of the center of the room. Mario hesitantly approaches it when suddenly a massive piranha-like plant shoots from within its depths and sends Mario flying back against the wall. Mario had faced beasts like this before, but not quite. This piranha plant was different, sporting large fins down its back and several rows of sharpened teeth that seemed to go on forever down its gullet. Purple sludge oozed from its mouth as it sent out a large tongue that wrapped around Mario and attempted to bring him into his gullet. Someone just had a very powerful sexual awakening while listening to this. Oh, no. Mario. Oh, God. I hate Mario. It. <laughs> Mario grabs a large torch off the wall and attempts to burn the damned beast, but unfortunately, the purple goo seemed to protect its body from any fire attacks. Mario began nervously searching for anything, even using the torch itself to hold open the plant's mouth before its jaws snapped shut against our hero. Mario desperately tried to pull himself free from its wet grasp, uh, but it was too late. Mario had rows of sharpened fangs surrounding his body like a baby's crib. A baby's crib made specifically in hell. One of the monster's horrendous teeth finally sink its way into Mario's skin, blood draining away from our hero's body when suddenly... The piranha plant's eyes, well, if it had eyes, widened suddenly as the sound of what sounded like a vacuum came from underneath him. The piranha plant was a sitting duck in the pipe itself. Mario smirked and burst free of the dastardly monster's clutches, swinging from various vines before landing back on safe ground. He then looks to see that vacuum noise getting louder and louder until he realized that what he was hearing wasn't a vacuum at all. It was... 
It's a Luigi. Mario comments as suddenly the piranha plant's body gets split in twain as Luigi emerges from the warp pipe, wielding a whole ass chainsaw that he uses to cleave the monster in half. The two sides of the monster fall to the earth as Luigi safely double jumps to safety. Luigi, <laughs> he lands before Mario just as he had last left him. Tall, tan, heroic, you know, Luigi. Mario was always in Luigi's shadow. That's the story that I get from Mario. <laughs> well, how are you doing, brother? That was Irish. Yeah. Top of the morning, hey, Mario. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bowser and Kong stare in horror as their poison piranha was hastily cleaved in twain by Luigi. Oh, it's not good. Kong comments as Bowser seethes in his chair. Yes, that is most certainly not good. Bowser rises from his chair, staring at the Mario Bros reunite before his very eyes. Do they know how long it took me to breed that thing? <sighs> no matter. I'm sure if anyone here can stop them from climbing my tower, it would have to include present company. Wait, what? Kong's eyes widen as he realizes what Bowser is asking him to do. Oh, okay, look, no, I sent him to your castle. I gave you what you want. I cannot go after him. That is my friend in there. Ah. So what you're telling me, if I'm hearing correctly, is that you care about your friends more than your family. Kong's mouth falls agape as Bowser reveals another screen, depicting his family being held at gunpoint in a room that Kong recognizes as the next floor in the tower that Mario is soon to be climbing. You know, that's the curious thing about taking out a global dictator like K. Rule. It leaves a power vacuum behind and Someone simply must step up to fulfill that role. What are you doing with my family? Kong screams at Bowser, grabbing him by his lapels. Don't you dare kill him, you son of a bitch! <laughs> you stay away from Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> you stay away from Elizabeth, you had wandering eyes, Ogan! Sorry, um... That's all I can hear. Wait, me? Kills him? No, no, I'm sorry, that's simply not how I operate. I mean, those are children in there. What type of person would murder a child? With that sentence, one of the guns <laughs> fires a single shot into Kong's oldest son, Diddy. His body falls to the ground in a heap, and Kong <laughs> stares in horror. Diddy Kong. Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> Kong stares in horror before placing his large hands around the throat of Bowser. Ah, ah, ah! Pardon me, but were we not paying attention to what I was just telling you? I would never kill a child. Kong watches as Diddy suddenly and slowly rises to his feet, his teeth growing large and monstrous, hair beginning to sprout from his back as saliva pours from his mouth. His chest grows large as he pounds on it, letting out a visceral cry that sends the rest of his family to cower in the corner of the chamber. Oh, I was already just, I was just picturing them as monkeys by default. No, they're humans. Everyone's a human until proven not a human in this. <laughs> what did you do to him? Kong screams in the face of Bowser. 
Ah, well, it's actually quite simple. Your boy is merely undergoing a bit of a transformation. Puberty, am I right? <laughs> I was just about to say that, damn it. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. He smiles as Diddy begins to pace across the room. Imagining it as rapper Diddy is even better. Jagged movements dictating his pace as he rushes towards the stairwell and lets a cry ring out into the castle itself. And I would have to assume that a random plumber coming upon a room filled with these horrifying, shrieking beasts would have no choice but to end them with no mercy. So suddenly we find ourselves wanting the exact same thing. Mario must not make it to level two. Kong's eyes fill with rage, but left with nothing else to do, he rushes out the door to find a clown copter to deliver him to the castle as Bowser smirks and turns back to watch Luigi and Mario reunite ahead of their journey to level two. Your, your Christoph Waltz was just getting more and more powerful. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was horrible in the beginning. <laughs> it was, it was really bad, but then it was like starting to get, it was like very good. <laughs> Oh my god, they're becoming Christoph Waltz before my very eyes! Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what I wrote, and then next time, whenever we do another piece of Mario property, it's time for the oldest rivalry to return, Donkey Kang versus Marbios. Damn! Also, uh, Yoshi. Yoshi's gonna be in the next one, and might be my favorite character. Yoshi may be my favorite character in this whole thing. Uh, fun Fiction is now a serialized Super Mario audio drama. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's it's all the experience of an audio drama if your friend was also listening with you and kept fucking interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. That's what I did to Super Mario Bros. So we're almost an hour in. That's which, right. Which I had predicted. And that's only half of what I did today. Yeah, that's that's fucking wild. So uh, I'd had sort of more of a thing, but I, I did opt to ditch it so that we oh, did not have a two hour podcast. Can can you give a synopsis, though? Um, basically, I uh, I did what I did to Yu-Gi-Oh!, we, we both kind of had, had similar ideas, but if you'll recall on our Yu-Gi-Oh! episode when I was like, I'm going to make the Netflix American adaptation, oh, yeah. I did that. What was the, was it Greg Kaiba? The, the, one of them haunts <laughs> me to this day, but I can't remember which one it was. Steve Kaiba. That's right. And Yugi Morris. <laughs> that sucks so hard. <laughs> I'm very proud of that. Uh so what I have sort of edited myself down to is just like some fun Mario fan casts and I just kind of left out the story because I knew you would have enough story for the both of us. <laughs> All right. Uh, num number one, playing Mario himself. Number two, playing Bowser, Saddam Hussein or Christoph Waltz. <laughs> uh, yeah, now I want a Christoph Waltz one, but uh, no, my Bowser was actually Mark Hamill. Yeah, well, hold on. Are you planning a CGI Bowser with Mark Hamill, like, voicing it? No. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm too tired to imagine that, and it's not. 
Do um, we? Uh, there was a uh, another name I don't think you brought up earlier that was in the running for old bows, and fuck, it would have been so good. Danny DeVito. Yes. Oh, no, no, Danny DeVito wasn't for Bowser, but Danny DeVito was in the running for Mario. Oh, shit, that's right. Uh, but big It's Always Sunny energy DeVito as Bowser. <laughs> that would be very powerful. <laughs> hey, your princess is in another castle. <laughs> you gotta do about it. Uh... So, I, I, while I was thinking about this, though, I did go on the internet and see what, like, people tend to fan cast. Uh, a lot of people want Jack Black to be Mario. No, Jack's too... Work. Yeah, Jack's too... Cl- not clean. That's not the right word, but it don't work. No. I know that, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not correct. Um, if anything, he might be able to be, like, Wario. That could be kind of fun. Oh, fuck yeah. He's, yes, got, big, he's got big Wario energy. Uh, <laughs> I saw I saw some wild Luigi's, some fucking wild Luigi's. Uh, if we did like a gritty Western reboot, John Turturro is a Luigi. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was one. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda was another. Oh, <laughs> I kind of I kind of love that one. I kind of want a Lin Manuel Miranda Luigi that keeps <laughs> trying to fucking like talk about if, how he's either rapping or got a song in his heart. <laughs> if there was an individual in this world who had big <laughs> Luigi energy, it is Lin Manuel Miranda. So yeah, that was my that was my pick. Uh. I'm leading. I'm building up to Mario in case you haven't noticed. Oh, okay. I did have a pick for Donkey Kong. Okay. <laughs> he's he's been on the show a lot lately. Your friend did mine. The Taiwan denier, Jonathan Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Waluigi. Mm-hmm. Now, the the actor does have a name, but I'm not gonna fucking bother with it. Borat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'd be real good at that, wouldn't he? He sure would. <laughs> wah! My wife. <laughs> or Brian David Gilbert, who of course really wants to be Waluigi. <laughs> yes, a little young though. <laughs> I thought that was the name of a rapper I didn't know. <laughs> I'm very tired. I can tell. Lil Young, though, is going to be on the soundtrack. <laughs> it's going to be Lil Young. <laughs> oh, God. And George Clinton. Sucks so much. Uh, Princess Peach. I mean, it was either going to be Princess Peach or... Um, Shit, I don't know. There's no like, there, there's, there's no non-white Mario characters to make this joke funny. Uh, but Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Holy! <laughs> Either sh- gonna be Peach or maybe she'd be Yoshi. <laughs> okay, I'm seeing some 
absolutely buck wild. I am seeing fucking Jim from Office as Mario Ugh. and Adam Driver as Luigi and Thomas Middleditch as Toad. Oh, this is a powerful trio. That's that is quite a trio. Did I pick Toad? Did I skip over Toad? I might I think- have skipped over Toad, but you know what? Toad is now Adam Driver. Oh, no, I was going to say, what if Toad is just actual Toad and everyone else is a famous celebrity and then they just come across, Hello! Lin-Manuel Miranda! What if Lin-Manuel Miranda's also Toad? (laughs) (laughs) Except we make him do the Toad voice. Oh, yeah, you got to do the Toad voice. Oh, shit. Here's a... It's not a good one, but it's a good one. If that makes sense. (laughs) But, um, oh God, what's the name of the actor? All I know him as is the dad in Hot Rod. As uh, Rod's Uh, stepdad. Am I going to have to Google that? Because I've never seen Hot Rod. Ah, shit, you need to. Um, Ian McShane. Ian McShane as Wario. No. Well, Ian Ian McShane stopped trying like so many years ago. When he just shows up in movies, he's just kind of like, I'm here. Hey. Uh, yeah, but I'm for here some, and I'm act- not gonna try. That's good energy for some people. See Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So- <laughs> oh shit, Jake Johnson is Wario. That's not bad. Jeffrey the Dean g- Morgan's King Boo. Hey, welcome to my spooky castle. You better not look at me, or else I'm gonna turn around and get real shy. And, but if you don't look at me, I'm gonna sneaky sneaky up on you. I think you've forgotten what Jeffrey Dean Morgan actually sounds like in real life at this point. Uh, no, I do not know how to do it. Like that's not an impression that oh, anyone. Oh yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That it's in your mind. It has been fully supplanted by uh, legally distinct Cajun uh, <laughs> character Jeffy Dean Morgan. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, he already leans into it between Negan and Rampage, man. So I'm like, of the three things I've seen him in, he dissing two of them, so I'm okay. <laughs> so, Mario, though, I'm going to drop a link in the chat first before I say the name. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Uh, who is this man uh that's oscar isaac holy shit that's oscar isaac yeah that's oscar isaac in the hbo special show me a hero can't and i'm about to show you a hero because <laughs> he's mario <laughs> now part of this joke was going to be when i had the more long form version of this was because i made oscar isaac uh yami yugi in my in my terrible what anime. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, if you go back and listen, it makes sense. It's because they make him play an Egyptian guy in uh, X Men Apocalypse. Oh, okay. That was um, my my studio head uh, thing, and so this was mostly just to continue that joke. But here's the thing: I didn't make that picture, Scotty. What of Wario? No, Oscar of, of, of Oscar Isaac next to Mario. Oh, this was an I'm idea. Not, I'm Someone not else. the first person to have considered this. I went, can, on, I went online and someone else had already been like, mm, yeah, I think that could work. Can Princess Peach be played by Pedro Pascal? Pascal? Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! It's so much better. 
Dear Mario, I've baked you a cake. Please come to the castle soon. XOXO. Peach. Ow! <laughs> baby Yoda puts up. I think I found the most cursed one. I think I found... Because, like, there are a ton of just human next to a picture of a Mario brother on the internet. <laughs> this one's got all four, though, and not a single one of them is good. Okay, because I was going to say, the Josh Josh Gad Mario was all... What the fuck? <laughs> we Surely have... that was made in jest. We that, have... was, that had to have been made ironically. I don't know who is ta- who is Mario because I don't recognize him. That's the kid from um, Whiplash, who who was j- trying to drum real well for J.K. Simmons, and I believe he was Reed Richards in the most recent iteration of uh, the Fantastic Four. Miles Teller, that's his name. Ah, okay, okay. Um, oh, uh, holy shit! I I do like Thomas Middleditch's Toad. That's a good one, I think. Uh, but no, we've got him as Mario. We got Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Which that doesn't even make sense. Luigi's supposed to be younger. Ryan Gosling is Luigi. <laughs> oh, Let, this let's, one. Let's let's go, Mario. <laughs> uh, we've got Jim Jim Officeman as Waluigi. I which... don't understand. I cannot see Tom. I can't see Jim Goodman playing, playing any villain. Like here, like no, he's too pleasant of a face. Yeah. Now, the, do you the, want the last one? Ugh. Do you want to cover the last one, aka a villain origin film? I'd pay money to see today. <laughs> God, yeah, it would be horrible, but like it would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> It's Wario, and it's uh, it's Tom Hardy. It's Tom <laughs> Hardy as Wario. Eddie, Eddie, Wario number one, Eddie. <laughs> no, Venom, I don't want to be Wario. Too late, Eddie. Eddie, you are Wario. Yeah. So wait, that- you're already in the suit, Eddie. It's not Tom Hardy playing Wario. It means Tom Hardy playing Eddie Brock possessed by Venom playing Wario. I don't want to be in this movie. <laughs> You're going to be in the Mario movie, Eddie. Be in the, in the movie, Eddie. Oh, fuck. That, I think that one broke me. I don't think there's... I don't think there's another bad Mario casting that's worse than those. But yeah, oh. I don't know what's going to be worse than that. But so, look, everyone who's who is doubting me, just Google Oscar Isaac Mario. I'm not the only one who's thought of it, which is the funniest fucking thing in the world to me. Oh, we've got, uh, oh, oh, fuck, this would be good. Waluigi is, uh, Ben Schwartz. I just want to then see Toad and Waluigi, if it's Middleditch, just go on adventures together. Ben Schwartz would be, an, uh, would be a better Luigi than a Waluigi. Oh, yeah, easily. He's got a little innocent, cute boy voice. Uh, but they, they wouldn't cast him because he's already saying it. It's true. He he, he only plays blue uh, reboots. He only plays of blue property. characters. Yeah. He only plays blue characters. Sanic, uh, what? Le, do, uh, Leonardo and uh, you Dewey. started to say duck and I was like 
Dewey's name is not Leonardo. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, no, because I, I was thinking Donatello for a second. And I was like, no, no, that's the purple one. So yeah, yeah. Le- Sonic, Leonardo, and Dewey Duck. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see if I can find any other. Oh, here's a really shitty casting. Uh, for Luigi, we have John Leguizamo, and for Mario, <laughs> we have Bob Hoskins. <laughs> Wow. All right. Anything else bringing to the table? Any other castings that we're missing? I mean, those were the castings that I had. Like I said, all I uh, I threw out the stories because <laughs> it would take too fucking long. Well, I, I feel like the moment I messaged you, Megan, <laughs> you realized I'm not going to get to talk today. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Another uh, another day, another Mario. <laughs> well, there will be at least four more Mario <laughs> themed episodes. No, no, three more, three more. A trilogy, I, a quadrilogy. <laughs> yeah, quadrilogy of of films. Then we can just cut it all together and release it as one whole thing for people to listen to on long car rides. There you go. <laughs> But before we can get to more Mario, we gotta get through next week. And we are bringing on a very special guest to talk about something that I have absolutely no clue what it's about. Because we're being joined by Caroline Minx to talk about pride and fucking prejudice. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't, if only someone on this call hosted a literature podcast (laughs) that I could listen to. (laughs) Uh, So that's what's going to be coming to you next week, ladies and gentlemen. But until then, where can people find you on the Pember Bat? I'm the pim, I'm the perm blab. Um, I'm on I'm on the Twitter uh, at Meg Underside. Every time I say that, you look so upset. <laughs> Just like no, <laughs> Meg underscore danger. Um, I honestly don't know what I tweet about anymore. There had to have been a cat picture recently, and. I, I I do this shit with you, and then I do another show that you're going to talk about in a second. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter as Scottymo. S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. <laughs> you can find me at Jeopardy and Morgan. You can find me on Twitter as <laughs> Christoph Waltz. I watched so many Christoph Waltz interviews, and the thing I discovered is he... Off. He is not a pleasant man from what I have seen. <laughs> like he was doing one interview and they were talking about like, you're from Austria. And he's like, yes. And that was the first clue that I was fucking up by doing a German accent because he's from Austria. And they said, he's like, what's the difference between that and America? He's like, well, Americans, you have this very live life, do whatever you want lifestyle. And the crowd's like, yeah, woo! And then Christoph, deadpan, not making a joke, just goes, that's not funny. And in Austria, we're a lot more uptight. So fucking choice. This is not a joke. He was on Jimmy Kimmel, and I swear to God, he wanted to throttle... No, no, Jimmy Fallon. And he wanted to throttle Jimmy because he was trying to get him to talk about Krampus. But Jimmy the whole time is talking about Elf on his shelf and making dumb jokes. And I mean, wanting, wanting to throttle Jimmy Fallon is just like a natural human instinct. 
Yeah, Kristoff's just like, yes, well, we have Krampus. He comes to you with a, with a bag, and you'll he'll put you in the bag and beat you with reeds. And then it cuts to Jimmy Fallon, who has a toy of an elf on a shelf going like, hello, do-do-do. Kristoff's like, I'm calling my fucking agent after this show. I'm going to put you in a bag and beat you with reeds, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, that that's my secret, Jimmy. I've always been Krampus. (laughs) Listen to my other podcast, please. From a load of BS to Fight Boys to most importantly, the weird, the actual play TTRPG podcast that by the time this episode's out, will have released the most buck wild shit. Oh, it's such a good fucking episode coming out. Uh, yeah, we, we, we do, that's, that's one we do together, I don't know if you said that. Megan's on it! <laughs> yeah! Thank you to Best Day! Oh! <laughs> sounded like it hurt. Uh, thank you to Best Day for making the music that lets you know that it's fun fiction time, and then also that fun fiction time is over now. Aw. Uh, and that is at soundcloud.com slash best hyphen day, or by searching Best Day on wherever wherever the fuck you get music. I don't fucking know out of your life. And if you want to be, oh yeah, the cream of the crop, if you want to make a fashion statement that makes all the ladies turn their heads and say, what the fuck was that? Pick up you're the gonna, hot bubba duck. You're going to make people do a 180 and then another 180. <laughs> and then one more and they're looking right at you. Yeah. I get you for three minutes. And you can find it at merch downloaded. I didn't even say what we were selling. And then I'm just like, just buy it. Just fucking buy, buy it. it. Merch download of what? I don't fucking. I've only merch, heard you say it 5,000 times. Merch.alone of purebs.com. Or you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com. Slash load of BS. Also, big ups to Mike for donating on the Patreon. Big Mike! <laughs> Better Fuck. make sure you got that right. <laughs> Patreon.com. <laughs> make sure it's Big Mike who donated. Yes, Big Mike! Yes, Big Mike! Big Mike! (laughs) His email does include the words Big and Mike, which is fucking great. (laughs) Tell people this email. No, no, there's more words in between. (laughs) I... I've now issued a challenge to our listening audience. Determine the word that fits between Big and Mike, and you will have solved my puzzle. <laughs> Excellent. You will have successfully doxed a fan. <laughs> Bye! <laughs>